to Expounded Universe, Season 13, Episode 3, If You Wampa Be My Lover. The book, Mall Lockdown. The year, 2014, Chapters 10 through 13. With your hosts, Jeff and John, go let us... Hi folks, welcome back. It's time for Expounded Universe. I said it right, it just took a while. Uh, it's After all, it's been a week. We took a little break there, so it's always shockingly long feeling when we come back from, these, from having to skip a week of this. Yeah, but, you know, that's the schedule for all of our other shows. I don't know why it would feel weird for this one. I don't know. I mean, we agreed to do this one on a weekly basis because we hit some Patreon goal like a year ago or two years ago, or, you know, in the before time. And uh, and and now I'm used to doing it weekly. It makes sense to me. Yeah, it all makes perfect sense. I mean, I assume people prefer us doing it weekly because we go through the books fairly slowly otherwise, but, you know, what you going to do? But this time we had to take a week off for some various reasons, and now we're back and we're ready to keep talking about, I don't know, Darth Maul uh, getting his shirt wet in prison or whatever. <laughs> Being Darth forced Maul to get hosed down in the shower. Definitely entering a wet t-shirt contest in prison. <laughs> How rad would that be if that's what this was, as opposed to, you know, because what it is is still pretty great. It's it's Darth Maul at Gladiator Prison, and he has to constantly fight monsters. Uh, but it'd also be pretty great if it was like caged heat, the Darth Maul story. Oh, yeah, obviously. That would be amazing. <laughs> There's some buff Twi'lek warden who keeps showing up, and he's like, Maul, I don't know what it is that makes you tick, but I'm going to find out in the showers. <laughs> Maul's like, what if I resist arrest? That uh, I, I, could get, I could get down with some of that. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but what I want is sexy Darth Maul literature. Mm-hmm. How come there's not enough of that? I mean, I, there's so much sexy Jar Jar stuff and not enough Darth Maul. I know. So much canon sexy Jar Jar stuff. <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar was pretty much Lothario of the Clone Wars era. I know people talk about Kiati Mundi and his official Jedi license to fuck, but Jar Jar was the one quietly working it in the background. <laughs> much and, like it makes sense cause... <laughs> me quietly working it in the background. Yeah, if you're ever at a party and John's there, don't uh, don't let him slide into the back of your field of vision because he'll start working it. <laughs> Look, anytime you're not looking at me, I'm working it quietly, <laughs> very quietly. I don't even know what working it means in this situation. <laughs> but boy, howdy, I'm doing it. That's it, it. That describes what you're doing exactly. Oh yeah, back there I'm working, working it. it. It's getting worked. <laughs> And quietly. And how? <laughs> oh, boy. So, how are you otherwise? Oh, you know, I messed my foot up and everything is uh, ridiculous. But hey, it's fine. I wasn't going anywhere anyway. It's pandemic. So, are you going to do anything about the foot or are you just going to have to, like, wait this one out? Nah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'll hurt less. Uh, <laughs> only one way to know. 
<laughs> That's a very direct way, yeah. I'm into it. Do you think you could give yourself a cool little wheel? Oh, that'd be neat. Mm-hmm. Like, just one wheel. I feel like if you just had one wheel instead of your foot there, it, you just fall over a lot. Oh, yes. Well, way more than yeah. usual. Yeah. Normally, you barely fall over at all because you're an adult and, you know, a, a fairly sedentary one at that. And falling down is just not a regular part of the experience. No, that's far too loud for when I'm quietly working it. <laughs> are you? Wait, hang on. Are you quietly working it right now? I mean, I can't see you. We're doing this over the air. I mean, I'm not not working it. <laughs> well, as long as you're quiet about it, I guess I don't give a shit. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's why I trust you. And that's our relationship. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, as soon as I get off the call, I'll start loudly working it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the, the way I do. Yeah. All right. So uh, when last we left our uh, villain, Darth Maul... He was in a crawl space above a gang fight with a guard who was punching in the code to kill him. Yeah. To blow up the little bombs in his hearts. And nothing happened. And Dun, uh, dun, dun. Yeah, then we just uh, cut over to Mr. Slifer, who's like, hey, uh, why did you let his bombs not explode? Because apparently Daiquiri was like, nah. He has a button that yeah. just lets him make it so that bombs don't go off in hearts, I guess. Now, I don't know if that's like in that moment, no one's bombs could go off or if he was just disabling that guard's access to his blow up guard button. I mean, it just says he has his finger on the remote deactivation switch for the guard's drop box, but I can't imagine mm -hmm. he's got a different switch for every single guard. That's fair. Yeah. The thing that bums me out about this scene is that so, since we jump to the control room where uh, what I can't remember what's Siddiqui and Dakari Blear are hanging out with Vesto Sliffer, we we don't get to see what Darth Maul does in reaction to the guard failing to blow him up. Yeah, we don't get any sort of like, huh, or now I will murder you. It's just like, OK, it didn't work. And then we jump over to them and they're like, hey, why why did you make that not work? What's Darth Maul doing right now? I, I assume he's mauling that guard as per his name, Jagannath, as far as we know. I'm pretty sure he's jagging that Nath off. <laughs> Remember at the very beginning when I was excited that we saw the word Jagannath because I knew it was like the point scale that, that uh, Trandoshans use in their weird religion? Mm -hmm. Now we know through this book that the word is Trandoshan for tooth because they count teeth when they, when they kill their bounties or whatever. Oh... Mm. Yeah, so ah. it all it all does add up. It's not just a word that means tooth. It's because they like kill things and take their teeth for their like weird point. Trandoshan religion is point based. It's all about the points. Yeah, it's n nothing like whose line is it anyway? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whose line is it anyway? Is a famously a religion where the points don't matter. Yeah, and I mean it's also uh, because he you know took his tooth back from. That dude in the first chapter. Yeah, so he's got a nickname. They call him Jagannath, and that's apparently his real name. Also, his nickname is Tooth. Also, Jagannath means Tooth, and it's all just coming together very nicely. Yeah, it's all real good. It's all tight. <laughs> I still can't get over the idea that it's <laughs> the Trandoshan religion is just the opposite of whose line is it anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a show called It's Your Line, specifically. <laughs> now it is your line, 
<laughs> uh, and in this uh, little game that we're going to play next, Wayne Brady will not have to sing. <laughs> Wayne Brady, so happy about that. <laughs> Instead, we're making Colin Mockery sing. Get up there, Colin. Oh. I don't know how to sing. Yeah, that's what makes it a Trandoshan religion. Yeah. Now give me your tooth. <laughs> give me the fucking tooth. And, <laughs> and here comes Trandoshan Greg Broops with his famously deep and somber voice. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Now, what happens instead is we get a little bit of a conversation between uh, Daiquiri and, 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 well, not Daiquiri, he never talks, but uh Siddiqui and Vesto where she's like oh yeah uh we have our reasons for <coughs> oh excuse me a little something stuck in my throat oh that's okay I'll we take have over. our reasons <laughs> yeah please you take over I'll get a drink yeah you unfuck yourself I'll let everyone know that essentially after uh Daiquiri makes it so that Maul doesn't die Slifer's just like what the fuck are you doing and then he just hits a button that's like it's motherfucking go time. You got five minutes to get back to your cells and everything mm-hmm. explodes. Yeah. This time we get to see the motion that leads to one of the, the big prison fights from uh, from the perspective of outside of a prison cell. <laughs> Boy, I saw that thing in my throat. And uh, it, th- what happens is the whole fucking prison starts shaking violently. Oh, yeah. Or not all of it. As as uh, Siddiqui is happy to point out, 85% of the prison starts shaking violently. Yeah, it's just, oh, well, we got to rearrange all these things and whatnot. Though it feels weird to me because the way that the book sort of makes it appear, it's like, oh, yeah, they hit the button for the alarm that everyone needs to get back to their cells. But then also the entire prison is now vibrating because all the things are changing around and moving like they do. And I'm like... And how the fuck am I supposed to get back to my cell if the whole prison is changing? Yeah, also, you'd think that that would cause real problems for everyone else. It's like, if the entire prison is vibrating wildly, how about all the people who are currently eating? Well, I mean, they gotta or get back to their cell. trying to take a shower. <laughs> so, basically, everybody. It's not the people who get who get alarmed. It's if the alarm goes off, literally everybody in the entire prison has to rush back to their specific cell. Yes. Okay. Cause so no one can ever be more than five minutes from their cell. Pretty much. Like, you have to have that in mind the entire time you're doing anything with your free time is you can't be more than a five-minute run away from your cell because the alarm could go off whenever. It's not like there's a set schedule or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that's interesting to me is that it's been a day or two since Darth Maul's last fight. And this is the first time we're seeing the alarm go off, and it's just Darth Maul again. Yeah. Do, I, do they make it? Do they make anyone else fight? <laughs> I mean, I have to imagine this is just because they're like, ooh, uh, Jagannath here is the new hotness, and everyone wants to see him get in another fight. So we're just going to give him a yeah. new one right away. But I have to imagine there's got to be something else. Like, is there any other fight that there's like two? Didn't they establish that there's like two fights a day on average in the prison? I guess maybe. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I could, I suppose maybe there are other fights happening, and the book just doesn't want to deal with them. Like if it's just between two gang members or whatever, no one cares, and we're just skipping it. Yeah, but you know, we at least we know also did... that the only reason you can override one of the detonators in the heart is if they are scheduled to fight again. 
Right. The only thing that saved Maul in that situation, it's not that they know he's special or anything, although apparently they do. It's uh, that it, his turn to fight was coming up, and we didn't want to lose the, the potential of that fight just because he was being insubordinate. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. I think they're lying. I think the, the blurs are lying, and they know some background information about Darth Maul that they're not letting on yet. Well, I mean, it's that's, that's a personal feeling, yeah. Um, I assume it's just because but, he's about to make them an ass fuck ton of money. I mean, also that could, I mean, that could literally be the thing I'm talking about that I'm saying that they know some background detail on him, and the background detail could literally just be the algorithm that D- Daiquiri is so proud of being like, Hey, there's no way this guy loses the next couple of fights. Don't kill him. He's a gold mine. Oh yeah. Because we of course have to have a little like, Ooh, What's he fighting next? It's some kind of monster. We're not going to tell you yet, although it's very clearly a Wampa. And I was wondering if you guessed it before the third chapter in the series. Like, if you got it right away there. Oh, yeah. Because all you get is it's furry, it's two meters tall, and it's got sharp teeth and claws. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's an outer rim fur thing that's huge and razor sharp. I was like, this is definitely going to be a Wampa, right? They're not going to throw some weird shit at me. Because of the fur, you could pretty much guess it's a wampa. I, I find it interesting that this is the second thing he's fought in a row that is more or less a non-verbal monster. Yeah, pretty much. Like they're not. I, I keep expecting them to, to make him fight like a guy who's like, oh, geez, I guess it's my time to die, huh? No, oh, he's kind of test his morality. I mean, granted, he's Darth Maul. He's not going to worry about that kind of shit. But they don't know that, so I keep expecting them to like make him fight Glass Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we were talking last episode about how dad with a son to protect is obviously destined to die. So it's entirely yeah. possible that he'll go up against Darth Maul and then just be like, yo, you can kill me, but please make sure my son don't die. Yeah. But so far, it's just been, you know, oh, he has to fight all these like, I'm pretty much guessing at the next point, it's going to be a, a, a Rancor next. <laughs> just, gonna just because we're just going it. up the scale of big monsters. Now you have to fight a whale. What? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those fucking Waladons from Moncal. Uh? From Dak. Dak. <laughs> it's a big fucking... <laughs> you have to fight the Exogorth. Ugh. It's just an extremely huge space worm. <laughs> fight it. <laughs> How big is the, this We did prison? skip over... <laughs> right. We did skip over a bit of a thing. Vesto and, and Siddiqui go for a quick walk. Uh, when they're kind of going around the gantry of the command room and they watch three of the Bone Kings attacking a random person and murdering them. And then, uh, much to Vesto Slipper's horror, going into a phase the Bone Kings call deboning. Oh, no, we mentioned that last episode. Oh, was that the last episode? I thought that was the end of this one. Nope. That was okay. last episode. Uh, man, I'm so. How did I even do that? I didn't even start reading until episode 10 this morning. Whatever. <laughs> I don't or, know what is wrong with 10. your shit. Chapter. 10. I don't know, man. It's been a stressful couple of days. I get it. So, uh, <laughs> my best friend hurt his foot real bad. That's been weighing real heavily on me. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that has just been really <laughs> keeping you up at night. Yeah. Yeah. Not you, by the way. Different best friend. Yeah. I mean, I-, I also have some concerns about your foot, but mostly just because that's my money right there. That foot is my money. <laughs> that's my money foot. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I guess in that case, we can we do get a little discussion between Siddiqui and Vesto here about 
the algorithm and the monster. And it turns out Vesto has heard of these before. When he sees the picture of it, he's like, oh, a Wampa. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't say Wampa because they're keeping that a surprise. No, but he's just like, yeah, you know, the IBC was involved in, you know, some big game hunters and fur trading operations and shit that would occasionally go try to kill these things. And they would absolutely wreck the dudes that went out there. So, you know, this hardly seems fair. And of course, that's like Siddiqui's turn to be like, oh, yes, indeed. It's going to be no contest. <laughs> the algorithm is never wrong. You're right. It's going to be a total bloodbath one way or another. Yeah, exactly. It's they they know some shit. They know what's up with this Jagannath guy. Yeah. But- I mean, is an interesting bit that we got in this, at least that. Uh, apparently the, like, actual gambling halls and all the bookies and everything only have five minutes to really, like, collect bets on things. Because Mm -hmm. once they hit the button for, like, five minutes until you need to be in your cell, that's when they also send out the thing to, like, all the gambling places of, like, hey, this is our matchup you have five minutes to collect shit and they give them the information, but at least now I know that they're only giving them five minutes. So it doesn't seem like odd that they don't all immediately know exactly how to bet by looking at the information. Right. So we, we cut to Darth Maul having just made it back to his cell in time. And then the, uh, the whole thing inverts and flips out and dumps him on the ground in the, in the fight chamber. And sure enough, there's a Wampa, but it's not an ordinary Wampa. Hmm. Not an ordinary wampa. No. It's some Man, kind of No more eating a handful of I think I know what it is. Uh we don't actually get told what it is throughout the course of the episode or the of the of the chapter. They just keep saying something is weird and wrong with this wampa. I think I know. Well, that's fine. But uh <laughs> Yeah. We also get a little bit from Maul as he gets back to the cell where we don't find out exactly what he did to the guard after the bomb didn't go off, but we do get his perspective on like, oh, is this is this the time that I have been waiting for? Am I touched by the dark side? Is this did hmm. the dark side intervene to stop this from happening to me? Is this my moment of destiny? <laughs> Here in my seat of power? Yeah, he's apparently Maul has I guess just sort of been waiting for the dark side to matter to him a lot because he's, you know, a murder man and he can use the force, but he's like, oh, I've never really given a shit about the whole Sith thing. Uh, I think it's it's tough for him because he's, you know, uh, Sidious is apprentice and no one loves being a Sith more than Sidious. Oh, yeah. I mean... If he's your master and he's like, yes, the Sith, <laughs> you're like, man, yeah. I'm way not into this as much as that guy is. Is there something wrong with Exactly. Me? That's got to be hard to live up to, especially given that always two there are and all that shit means there's no other Sith for him to look to for comparison. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like he would know about any of the other Sith. That's not a yeah, story he that know he about- would be told. <laughs> He doesn't know about Dooku, for example. All he knows is that the one other Sith he knows is just like, ha, 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 fuck yes, lightning, red lightsabers, I love killing babies. And he's just like, I don't, it's just a fucking job, man. I don't under, I don't get. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, 
I guess, sure, but all right. <laughs> I, de- I deploy my laser sword blades one blade at a time, just like the next guy. <laughs> like, I feel like the difference between the two of them is pretty clear. Sidious lives for being a Sith. I feel like Darth Maul clocks out. Oh, yeah. Darth Maul is like, yo, man, I love to murder as much as the next guy. And look, you know, you love what you do. You never work a day in your life, but you got to clock out sometimes. Yeah. And and the only thing he can hold himself up to is Sidious, who never clocks out. And that's got to be a little difficult. So I think he's waiting for that moment where he suddenly becomes the cackling villain that, that the emperor is. Oh, yeah. He's like, I just don't get emotionally invested in this like he does. I don't take it home with me. He takes it home. He never leaves. He's always at the office. It's like a Sith startup, the- and he's one of the employees, and Sidious is the one in charge, and he's just like, man, you're always here. Every time we do one of those work training re- uh, retreats, he gets incomparably excited to figure out which Disney princess is his learning style, and I can't help but think it's just fucking corny. <laughs> I don't even keep the frisbee they give me all the way through the parking lot. I throw it, and his whole house is full of that shit. I can't live up to this man. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that we're finding our voice for Darth Maul. Good. It's it's good to finally find out what's going on with Darth Maul. <laughs> Just deeply disappointed that he can't hate on the level that Sidious can. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, he gets dumped into unceremoniously into a chamber with a big tied-up wampa in it, and the wampa immediately gets released and comes herking after him. And this wampa is very fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely had some shit happen to it. It's got a broken horn. It's got a bunch of scars all over it where it doesn't really have, like, fur because it's just scar tissue. Like, you can tell... Either in the capture of this or something while it's been in the prison, it has been fucked up. Yeah, and they mentioned that it's what fur it does have is black with grease and, and uh, bl- dried blood and just dirt and oil and shit that this thing has never been cleaned. It's completely insane. It doesn't even have stomach fur anymore, and it's just, it, it doesn't even look right beyond that. There is still something else wrong with it that Maul keeps trying to figure out. Yeah, I mean... The Wampa comes out swinging and immediately fucks his shit up. and it, Yeah, it connects right away. Yeah, it just rakes his back and fucks him up. But mm-hmm. even through that, he's like, there's something going on with this thing. Like, something is not right here. Yeah, we get our standard ultra badass fight description because, like John said, the Wampa immediately gets him in the back and just opens him up. And he goes, ow, sharp spikes of ra- of rage are penetrating through me. I won't say pain. But then he drops and uses his own blood as a slip and slide to get behind the wampa and elbows it really hard in the neck. No way, won't say, not going to say I'm in pain. <laughs> That's too cliche. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> That's my favorite. That's one of my all time favorite Disney movie songs right there. Uh, it's a good one. That sucker, that fucker slaps. I mean, Hercules, people fucking sleep on that one. It's got some bangers. I remember being a kid when it came out around, I don't know, 19 or I forget when it came out even, but, um, 
but being mad that it wasn't true to act like Greek myths the way I had read them and being pissed about the movie for that reason. And then when I watched it later, I was like, wait, okay, if I don't give a fuck about Greek myths, this thing's fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, I had already been watching that fucking Kevin Sorbo Hercules show. So my this isn't like the myths was fine. Yeah, I was like, come on, you fucking thing. Philoctetes isn't his coach. He's his shitty little trainer, shitty little buddy. Little shitty little buddy. Where's Eolas? He has a shitty little buddy. It's like uh, Doogie Howser, where he's got that little New York guy that's his shitty little buddy. Boner. That's, yeah. Is that Boner? On, is that Doogie Howser's friend? Is Boner, really? I didn't remember that. No, I think Boner is the friend from Family Ties? I was going to say, that doesn't sound right. Vinny or something like that. I mean, he had like a thick New York accent, and I automatically go for Vinny. Yeah, it's like but, Vinny Sarkaducci. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. And he's just some shitty little buddy. Little tiny guy. That's that's what Philoctetes was to Hercules. Not friend. his weird fawn coach. But it then again, matter. that movie's got some fucking killer songs. Yeah. All right. Back to it. Uh, the, he hits the, the Wampa real hard right in the fucking neck. He's like, that should be a killing blow. And the Wampa turns around and gets him in the nose instead. Yep. No damage has been received. He's like, that should have been a like jam right through a dude's neck and just shattered his spine and the wump is like hey stop it come on man just turns around and gets him in the nose and at this point maul's like seeking out with the dark side being like what is this what's going on why can't i see what's wrong with this thing and we get a little bit more back and forth here and there uh maul gets a really good headbutt right into the thing's face and just removes its face oh yeah it doesn't have shatters the lower jaw shoves a whole bunch of like those ridiculous spiky teeth up into its face and you know again this is one of those things where he's like you should be dead what the fuck is happening yeah and uh (laughs) instead it just roars again even though it doesn't have a mouth now and just starts coming after him again and at this point, we finally, we go into Maul's mind, and he's like, I have to understand what's wrong. Oh, oh, I see it. I'm not going to tell you, reader, but I know what the fuck this thing is now, and I know how to kill it, and it's the craziest way you could possibly think. Kalima! Yeah. He just rips its chest open, gets its heart, and squeezes it till it pops. I mean, I assumed it was, oh, like he couldn't go like hit it through the neck and it was so thick and hard and blubbery and furry and whatnot that it didn't even do anything but then he's like but obviously what i can do is take my injured arm and plunge it directly through this thing's chest so i was like was this was this thing pre-injured beforehand to be like ah yeah we're gonna cut this dude's chest open a little so that you can rip your hand into there (laughs) they perforated it well, they just like went, oh, we're going to slice this guy's chest a little bit. He's already covered in blood and shit, so you can't tell. Uh, oh, it's tearing all jagged. I hate when they do this. And then, you know, he's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I see what's wrong. Someone like j- j- sliced its chest open. I guess I'll punch in there and get its heart. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, it seems to be more or less immune, uh, or, uh, immune to virtually anything else. Uh, no matter no matter what you do to it. It, it just keeps coming at you. Like, the second time he hits it, when he gets it with the headbutt, he puts a bunch of bone spikes into its brain. He's like, this thing's got to fall down now. And it's like, nope, I'm not even reacting to that. My brain and my uh, my my face and my neck, those aren't 
part my back, of why uh, how my I pussy work. and my crack. <laughs> you can kick this thing in the puss, this wampa pussy all day long, and it will not stop it or even slow it down. You can Th- beat those this wampa pu- pussy up. Where do you see my dick? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw my guess out here. I think it's a Sith spawn. Really? That that's yeah that that's my guess that 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 it's a mutant because it's a bit of it's been Sith spawned in some way, and that's why he has a sudden dramatic realization about it that goes unspoken because he's like, oh shit, I know what this is because I'm a Sith and I've heard of Sith spawn. See, I assumed it was uh fight part robot or no, I was assuming it was uh they were definitely like trying to make it so that he would win so that they would get a shitload of money. Like, like I said, before it started, they cut open the fucking Wampa's chest to be like, all right, we're going to give you the ability to win. We know you're a fighter who can tell whenever, whenever anything has a weakness. And as soon as we give it one, uh, you'll go for it. You think the Bleers are cheating at this thing? They they put, they put in an obvious weak spot monster. Oh yeah. They're fixing these fights. I, that's a fascinating thought. I, that had not crossed my mind. I thought it was the reason I was going for Sith spawn is because, uh, and, and the reason I'm still not hundred percent on the, on the, uh, the, the fixing thing is because if they fixed it to be not that hard to kill, what did they do to make it immune to brain damage? Well, I mean, it's a wampa. It's fucking going to murder your shit anyway. But like, <laughs> I assume they were just like, oh yeah, our algorithm told us if we do this, then he can win. Okay. I think it's a fascinating theory. I'm, I'm going to stick to mine, which is that this is some kind of mutant, uh, probably a Sith spawn mutant. But either way, it could be both. They mentioned he does mention that, yes, its chest is covered with a crisscross of heavy scars, potentially from previous battles. Potentially. Yeah, but who knows? Anyway, reaching into its chest and popping its heart works and it, it uh, collapses to the ground. And then so does he, because and in this fight, he has had his back absolutely raked open and pouring blood he's had his face slashed and he had his shoulder bitten so he is real messed up yeah he is in no business no shape at all plus he gets no respect now uh we event we cut away from this he just collapses to the ground and we're done because it's time to go visit with a character we've been waiting to meet for oh 12 chapters now zero Yay! Now we know Zero is a Twi'lek, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he is, he's basically just, you know, the guy who can get you stuff, but he also has, like, an information broker type air about him. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting, because he's not, like, you know, the kingpin or anything. He's not, like, throwing his weight around. He doesn't have a huge like entourage of bodyguards or anything when we first see him they're like oh yeah he likes to be as subtle as possible like when he tries to show up somewhere he wants to do it in a crowd so no one really knows where he came from he's quiet and quick and he'll just appear and disappear without really making any fanfare it's very interesting for the type of character that he is to also Mm -hmm. be as concerned with like i just want to you know, no limelight for me, thank you. This is also the first of three characters in Star Wars named Zero. Uh, it's a it's a surprisingly common name. There's, and I'm not even counting the one who was named Triple Zero, <clears throat> which is a droid that works for Doctor Afra. Yes, Triple Zero, State of the Union, great movie. <laughs> 
Uh, I think the first zero is this guy. The second zero is zero Desilogic Tiore, who is related, of course, to Jabba in some way and is from the, Clo- the Clone Wars show. And then most recently, Q90, the zero assassin droid, was from the Mandalorian TV show. So there's lots and lots of zeros. So many zeros. You know what you should mm-hmm. do is get with the hero. <laughs> or put a one in front of all these zeros, and then I'm in business. <laughs> now, uh, Then we're binary, zero. baby. <laughs> uh, zero the Twi'lek is walking into the mess hall. And yeah, he, he seems to be like, a. Di- I mean, he's Morgan Freeman. He's Shawshank Redemption Morgan Freeman, but with a little bit more of a threatening edge to him. Yeah. Uh, because he maintains his power by being such a good information broker that he clearly has something on everybody in the prison. Oh, yeah. And, you know, immediately a couple of the guys who are there and friendly with him are like, oh, you know, you know, did you wonder what happened when the bomb went off? And he already knows. He's like, oh, that wasn't a bomb. That was a pressure cooker with some chemicals. Like, I know what is happening at all times in this prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beats me why some dudes don't pay attention sure as hell ain't my scene <laughs> uh but but yeah he's like yeah i know exactly what that is and i don't know who did it or why yet but i'm pretty sure i know why someone was sussing out local power structures and wanted to see how everyone reacts to an explosion it's not the first time someone's pulled a move like that yeah i mean but it's just i want to do a little bit of a power display to kind of suss out how things are going. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I don't particularly give a shit outside of we might be eating on dirty trays for a bit. Now, speaking of eating, this is the point where we get to go in line and we see exactly what it means to be zero in this prison. Uh, because our two friends of his, his like hangers on, are dispensed gray gelatinous protein meat. Oh, yeah. They but get he, some goo. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he gets a steak and greens. Yes. The droid recognizes him and spins around to reveal a secret terrain containing Trilodon steak, along with some pasta and greens. And he just accepts it as if it's a normal day for him. And the other two who are talking to him don't mention it in any way either. Yeah. Neither of them are like, oh, man, I I want something good. They're just like, nope, we get it. That's Mm -hmm. that's what you get when you're zero. And then they all sit down to discuss what's going on. And these two hangers on, it's a, a, a human and another Twi'lek. Uh, and the three of them are talking about the fight and what just happened with Jagannath. And what we learn here is that everyone in the prison gets to watch all the fights. Oh, yeah. And apparently as much as you want, because they're like, yo, we've already watched it like eight times. Yeah, well, nothing else to do, I'm guessing. And they're like, yeah, you would not believe this fight. That He had to fight a Wampa and Zero is... Uh, a little surprised. He's like, shit, I didn't know we had one of those, which is uh, a surprise. It's it, it lets us know that there are things he doesn't know yet. Well, I mean, at least he says, I didn't know they still have one of them here. So I assume he just figured, oh, you know, I know they brought one in, but I assumed it just died because it's never, never fought, fought it. anybody before. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if if they were trying, no, you know what? You're right. Okay, I'm still on, I'm still not hating your idea that it's a rigged fight. I was gonna say if they're gonna rig a fight, they don't need to use such a valuable specimen as their insane battle rank uh, wampa. But then again, that that pumps up the exhilaration and the action quite a bit. Also, it's not really a very good tool because when you're like, oh, we've got a wampa, we're gonna make it fight literally anyone else then everyone's like, yeah, the Wampa's going to win. And unless you're fighting, you know, 
a weird Sith murderer. Yes, it is. So it's not like they're <laughs> going to make any money off of it. The odds that the Wampa will win are going to be absolutely ridiculous to the point where you aren't making anything. I would have liked to see the Wampa versus the Yuzhan Vong. <laughs> I'm sure that would have been so would the Yuzhan Vong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he they described the fight to Zero and Zero is like, huh? OK, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Some people here are good at fighting. What are you going to do? I don't care. And like, you wouldn't believe it. They plunged his hands into its chest and popped its heart inside of there. It was nuts, man. Oh, impressive. Hmm. Hmm. Very well. Very good. And that's when it's time for some uh, some gang members to come and mess with Zero. Because, you know, obviously you're going to pick on a guy who's got a stake if, if you don't have a stake. Well, I mean, also, I should mention very briefly, uh, there's a throwaway line about them possibly having... A wolf worm, which I think is supposed oh, to be yeah. that uh, creature that we saw from the beginning that ate the dead Yuzhan Vaughn. Yes, there's a chance of that. Although I assume that anyone who has won a fight has seen the thing that eats the th- the thing that loses. But uh, but yeah, there's there's uh-huh. a mention that the the place may have a wolf worm. Yeah, I mean maybe not everyone can see it. Like it's really well hidden, and Maul's just got them good sith eyes or some shit oh it could be that's true he does have those very special eyes <laughs> my brand i don't know i tried google and wolfworm after that we read that the, the first time or when i read that the first time around and i got nothing i have no idea what's going on with that this book is full of mysteries <laughs> it's full of history's mysteries Hmm. so uh, we also get a mention while they're in line that the gravity or the uh, bone kings are visibly in line as well and they look beat to shit Oh yeah, like all of them have had shit beat out of them, and one and one of our uh, hangers on is like, oh yeah, they hashed out some shit in one of the tunnels with the uh, Bone King or yeah, the Gravity Massives a while back. It looks like some serious shit went down. And then of course we get uh, the leader of the Bone Kings coming up, and being like, "Hey man, why you always got to eat better than the rest of us? I just figured out something." You only got power because we think you got power. You see, if we unionize. <laughs> That's why I'm introducing the Doge coin. <laughs> Bone we coin agree. is ready. We agree that money has value, but it's just paper, man. <laughs> yeah, this is Vastnail Head back for, I think, the third or fourth time in the book. Uh, we get a little description of him from Zero's point of view, which is interesting, because Zero's like, okay, this guy, they they say he eats a piece of everyone he kills, that he's definitely some kind of creepy cannibal, that he's a happy murderer, but that he didn't always live like this, that he had a regular-ass life and a family back on Tapasi, the planet he came from. Oh, yeah. But he's also ridiculously popular because the fact that he does that sort of over-the-top, I'll eat a little bit of anyone I fight... He's like, oh, he's got a cult following. He gets fan mail and packages and shit. So he is a big deal. Now, while he's messing with Zero, Zero responds very coolly because he's just like, he's like, you just think you have power. And and, uh, how come you got a stake? And and Zero's like, I think we all understand it's because I'm better than you. Yeah, yeah. I walk a higher path than you do, my dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that's well understood by everybody here that I'm simply more of a person than you i'm just better that's that's how this works and he's like oh a higher path huh and then he shows that obviously because the bone kings debone their foes to make weapons he has a bone weapon yeah 
And I'll bet your blood comes spilling out just as easy as anyone else. And the guys who were hanging out with Zero that, you know, were friendly with him and didn't really give a shit, they understand that he gets a stake and they don't, like, get up to try and do a thing. He's like, nah, it's cool. Don't it's worry, cool. I got he's this. Got some, he's got some shit he wants to say. I'm pretty sure an apology is forthcoming. I'm, I'm sure this guy is going to be mm, very soon to apologize. And Voss is like, what's that? And he's like, yeah, after all, your sister, Dania, or whatever the name was, I don't remember, uh, wouldn't want to hear about an untimely thing happening to you, I'm sure. Uh, and he's like, how the fuck do you know about my sister? You know, that kind of shit. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> well, I also have a sister named Dania, you see, so obviously we need to fight Doomsday together. Uh, yeah. But no, he just, standard threat. He's like, yeah, I know a little bit about everybody in the prison. I know you have a family outside on Tapasi. I know you care a great deal about your sister and that you weren't always like this and that she still thinks she'll come home someday and be her big brother who likes to sing her songs. Yeah. He's like, I know not just a little bit, like, I know that you have a family or even what their names are. I know specific things about them and your relationship to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also, of course, because of the power and influence that I have, because I'm better than you, let me remind you, I can send messages in either direction. I understand that you probably know what that means. Hmm. It sounds like he's making a friendly offer. Like, hey, I can get a me I can get a message out to your sister, but it's pretty well understood that he's like, no, I'll just have her murdered. I mean, the other thing is he could be like, oh, I'll tell your sister that, you know, you're a weird cannibal now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He could just shame this guy. But it, and it works uh, for for a second. It looks like it's not going to. Voss is like pointing the, the dagger even harder into his neck. And then he gives up. His eyes go neutral. And he's like, OK, we're sorry. We're leaving. Yeah, he's like, hey, why don't you go back to your friends, Mr. Nailhead? Uh, we're done here. You've got some thinking to do. We're done professionally. Uh, yeah. And then, of and course, then, his, uh, uh, his little friends are like, wow, that was crazy, man. How did you? And he just has Batman out of the scene. <laughs> Why does he have that power? How does that help him? <laughs> I guess that's very useful in a prison. The ability to just not be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the thing that really got to me is in addition to being the guy who can get you things, he's also the information broker. He's also just the coolest dude around who can just, you know, deal with a guy putting a knife to his throat with like, hey, now let's be civil. But then also he can Batman. He can just appear and disappear wherever the fuck he wants to. I kind of hope that this is one of those guys who looks like a video game Twi'lek where, you know, he doesn't have the neck gobbles and the sharp teeth and the wet worm skin and the giant forehead lumps that separate male Twi'leks from sexy female Twi'leks. Oh, yeah. I want this to be a sexy male Twi'lek. Yeah, this seems to be a sexy fucking dude. And I'm very sick of that dumb sexual dimorphism thing that they did in Star Wars to Twi'leks, where they were like, oh, yeah, everyone in the galaxy thinks the female Twi'leks are hot and that dudes are fat vampires. <laughs> Equal opportunity, I say. Let's get some sexy fucking Twi'lek man ass in this book. Hell yeah. And let's get some <laughs> lumpy vampire ladies. <laughs> yeah, more fat lady vampires in Star Wars. Please and thank you. Thank you. Maybe they have too much soup. I don't know. <laughs> Who could possibly know? <laughs> After all, that is the Star Wars vampire, is someone who wishes to drink your soup. <laughs> I drink it up. <laughs> soup. <laughs> oh. All right. So 
when Zero gets back to his cell, because we're following Zero for a little while yet, Maul's there. Yeah, Maul has apparently just been hiding out in this dude's cell, like rifling through his stuff and just chilling for the last at least an hour or so. And I have to imagine Mm -hmm. he's just like a kid waiting to jump out and scare someone, but they just aren't coming around the corner. So they're kind of like standing there. And at first they're like, yeah, I'm going to get him. And then like 20 minutes go by and they're like, ugh, this is fucking boring. (laughs) Where is this guy? And so when they arrive, he like looks up from reading one of Zero's books and it's like, oh, boo. (laughs) Boo, there you are. Boo. Eh. Uh, <laughs> the hell were you? Spooky. <laughs> I've been playing Mario Kart for half an hour. <laughs> I, I so, deleted your save, dick. <laughs> that's the dark side of me. <laughs> that's how you know I'm evil. <laughs> I got on your PlayStation. I deleted your Final Fantasy VII saves. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to bring a golden Jacobo from scratch. Suck it. <laughs> oh, now we fight. But no, Zero's, of course, because he's the coolest fucking dude in the room, is just like, oh, Maul, what's up? I've heard about you. Nice to meet you. You're yeah. looking surprisingly well, given that you just got fucked up by a giant monster. And it's true. Apparently, a medical team took excellent care of Maul, uh, patched him up, and the book makes us know- aware that he's like some sort of evil plant, this guy, where he grows back even stronger in the spots where he gets cut up. Oh, yeah. Apparently... He's not only regained full use of his arm that got bitten into, but his strength seems to have intensified in response to the attack. Or, as I like to think of it, he's been given steroids by the people who are fixing matches. (laughs) He's got to be really irritated about that. Where he's just like, no, come on, I'm already a pretty straight up badass. Don't juice me. I mean, he doesn't know. He's like, ooh, that's just part of how badass I am. Okay, sure, buddy. I mean, how's he going to tell? The dark side already famously shrinks your dick. <laughs> famously. <laughs> that's, nah, that's baby, don't th- believe <laughs> the rumors. It's not true. <laughs> ah, it's true. It's still big enough to please the important person. Me, Sidious. <laughs> it was huge to begin with, so now it's just fine. <laughs> Why are we even having this conversation? I pay for this. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, yeah, and Maul, being, you know, Darth Maul, is pretty straightforward, so he's just like, I want something. Well, yeah, okay, I'm the fixer. I find stuff you want. What do you want? <laughs> and, Boy, uh, he's girl. like, my man, my dude, I would like Iram Radik, the dude that I've been sent here for, and I like that Zero just fucking straight up laughs in his face mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's just like i want iram radik and i've heard that you're the person who has the connections to get me him and zero's like oh <laughs> and maul doesn't even go like what are you laughing at he just stands there looking at him because that's that's dark like, maul. that's, that's sorry, his whole deal but, uh, he doesn't you basically just said i want to find the boogeyman because iram radik <laughs> doesn't exist <laughs> Yeah, he's a story told to scare kids. I guess kids in this prison. Well, kids that are smugglers. <laughs> if you get, yeah. you know, too big for your britches smuggling weapons or whatever, Iram Radik's gonna get you. Yeah, the guy's a myth. 
I've had several other people who have come to me looking for him. No one's ever found him. I've never found him. I've never even heard that he might be here. It's just a weird myth. Yeah, and two years ago, another inmate came here looking for Iron Radik, thinking that he had saved his life at some point and that he was coming here to get protection or some shit. And, uh, you know, now he just sort of hangs out here and nothing really matters. Yeah, that was an interesting thing to me, that, that, that instead of that guy getting disappeared or whatever for trying to find Iron Radik for too long, he's just here and he's given up. Oh, yeah. He's and like, look, he kept coming to me trying to find this guy, and I kept being like, I cannot help you. And eventually, after, you know, however long it has been, now he just sort of mopes around the prison. Yeah. Now, Maul wants to know who that guy is. I assume because he wants to go find someone who even knows Iron Radik. Uh, but that's not all he wants. He's like, all right, well, if you can't help me find Iron Radik, and Zero's like, yeah, obviously, I need to help you with something else. What do you want? What do you need? And Maul's like, well, look, I already tossed your room. I found all your fancy extra shit. And it's true. Uh, Zero is so well off in the prison that his whole prison room is just like everyone else's, but it's full of secret smuggling compartments full of cool shit. Oh, yeah. He's got a little library full of stuff to read. He's got a bunch of snacks and pre-made meals. He has like a shitload of little electronic components and stuff that have been smuggled in. So he's got just a treasure trove of things squirreled away in his cell. Yeah. And Maul has already tossed all of it. So he's like, I want a subspace transmitter that can send images. And I know you have the parts to make it, even if you're about to tell me you don't. I have already gone through your shit. I know the parts are there. Please build it for me. I may be a murderer. I'm just not very good with electronics. So, eh. Yeah. And Zero's like, well, obviously that's going to be pretty expensive. And and Maul, who does not waste time, is just like, what do you want? Oh, yeah, because Zero's oh. like, well, you have to realize that you see the components all had to be smuggled in at a great personal. No, I don't give a shit. Just tell me the price. You don't need to yeah, go just on. tell me what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I have been having some problem with problems with the local gangs, specifically Gravity Massive and the Bone Kings, because I don't want to have to name any more gangs. Hi, I'm the author. Uh, and and Maul's just like, done. Take care of it. What, what else? else? <laughs> I love the I love the what else is if he's like, well, killing off a bunch of gang members. That's not much of a price. There's got to be extra shit going on. The there. two main no, the gangs <laughs> that run this prison. All right. Sure. What else you need? Yeah. And. Zero's like, what? Uh, I'm sure that's enough. All right, cool, great. Get it ready. I'm about to go fuck up them gangs. The gangs will never bother you. I am Darth Maul. <laughs> I don't think you heard about me. I fuck shit up. Yeah. And then just as quickly as as ever, he's just out of the room and it's over. That's the end of the chapter, too. It's just like, I'll you'll never be dealt, have problems with them again. I'm leaving. Peace. Yep. And there you go. That's... Where we're up to, we don't quite know what's going on yet, but boy, does it ever have a lot of fighting wampas. Yeah, I uh, I mean, at this point, I've definitely got some theories for things that'll happen. I think we will probably find out the uh, match-fixing thing at some point. I feel like probably it's uh, Siddiqui fixing the matches to go mm -hmm. with whatever the algorithm says. Like, the algorithm isn't actually perfect. She just fixes the matches so that they come out the way it says. Oh, no. Poor Daiquiri Blear has dedicated his life to perfecting an algorithm, and it sucks. Yeah. 
fuck that and guy. And so up he's so up his own ass about it that he like won't talk because he thinks the algorithm is prettier. And it's all just his his uh, sister making him feel good. Oh yeah, he's just got ridiculous ego about this thing. But then she realized, oh, you know, actually, if we go with the whole algorithm thing, it puts out information that if anyone tries to look at it, the algorithm is going to say, this is why we predicted this fight would go this way. So when they can fix matches like a Zabrak versus a Wampa so that the Zabrak wins, if anyone's like, you fixed that match, they'll go, well, here's all the information from the algorithm. It said it was going to go this way. (laughs) Yeah, that could very well be the case. I think there's all kinds of balls in the air and i'm looking forward to see how they all shake down i know you are always looking to see how balls in the air shake down it is my favorite that's that's why i'm so noisy about how i get down to business or whatever it was was working it <laughs> noisily working it what is this noise noisily businessing it's been 50 minutes since we had that joke so it's hard to bring it back up again <laughs> um <laughs> I think we're going to find out that uh, the new Pietro is actually the guy who's in Jimmy Woo's witness protection program. Hey, man, spoilers. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert for uh, people who watch the show. <laughs> Wait, have you not watched it yet? No, of course I have. Oh, okay. Well, then spo- no spoilers for you. No, I'm just saying. Hmm. I'm turning this around. This is a WandaVision podcast now. All spoilers all the time. If you come into this podcast, assume we will talk about the latest episode of WandaVision. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been out for like four days now. You had your chance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, I think that that, uh, Agnes's husband is that cop that's stuck outside of town and is like, I'm from Eastview. And that's why you never see him is because he's stuck out of the town. I think you never see him because he doesn't exist. Oh, Oh, you think he's like a Maris? Well, Maris exists, though. You just never see her. Yeah, no, I'm saying that that's just some bullshit she made up. I, I like that idea, too. I mean, obviously, I've thought of that as well, that that the point of Ralph is that it's a convenient excuse for her to leave any scene. Oh, yeah. It's a convenient well, excuse just... to leave or to show up somewhere of like, oh, I had to get away from Ralph. Yeah, that, that, makes, that probably makes the most sense, assuming, as I think it's pretty obvious and everyone is assuming, that Catherine Hahn is too important of a character to just be another random townsperson. Yes. I don't know why we're talking. I, it's my fault. I brought this up. Yeah, God, I love that have. show so far. <laughs> I know, but I, but I love the show. It's fine. It's fine. I'm excited about it. I'm it's excited. About- fine. Okay. okay. It's good. I'm glad it's fine. I'm glad. I really like uh, I really like that we've got Photon now in Marvel. I never thought I'd see the day. Lol. So just so much shit to be excited about. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. <laughs> Indeed. I'm about to lose control and start noisily working it. So that's probably a good idea for us to be done with the show. All right. Let's let's be done here. But we're not really done because our work is we're never, never really truly done. done. <laughs> we're going to go do our bonus episode. We're going to find crap on Wikipedia the same as we always do. We're going to come right back here and we're going to tell it to each other and to you. And to unlock that, all you have to do is be... Uh, a, le- a Patreon subscriber at the $2 level or higher. That's right. As long as you are supporting us, then we will support you. We will lift your day up with stories from Wikipedia and just the absolute dumb garbage therein. Yeah, I don't know what ever happened to that switch from per episode to monthly. That was supposed to be an automated thing in January. 
And then Patreon just clammed up. I assume it's because they're usually terrible at things. Hmm. So uh, I'm not even warning people about it anymore. I don't know what's going on. But hey, that's still easy to go to patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us at the $2 level to get that extra awesome bonus content. And there are other levels you can support us at that unlock yet more stuff. I invite you to go and take a look. Do it. And until then, I guess I've been Elan Sleazebagiano. And I love quietly working it. <laughs>